You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. Right, so you can jump on your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2, uh, and literally well, I'm going to focus on two small passages of Scripture, and with a 15-minute time window, you know this is going to be tough, so pray for me. All right, it's good, it's good. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sure you will, Pastor okay. Keith, it's good, it's good. Uh, so we're doing a, a bit of an intro today on our new, our new series called Happier. It's about marriages, and, and sorry, it's about relationships, not just marriages or parenting. It's about all relationships. Uh, you know, we, we've got lots of different relationships at work and at neighbours, friends, marriage, family, kids, you know, work colleagues, student friends, people from your past, all kinds of stuff. So, but we, the, the, the common misconception is that relationships are there to make me happier. And, and this is what we kind of think. Well, this is meant to make me happy, right? This is why I got into this marriage, to make me happy, right? This is why I, I hang out with these people, because they make me happy, right? That's often what we can think. And so we often weigh up our relationships based, or if you're like me, you weigh up everything based on how happy it makes you feel, Right? Uh, so this, this month, we're not going to do like what we would normally do in a relationship series. We look at parenting one week and marriage the next week and, and different types of relationships. We're going to look at some aspects that will help us with all relationships. All right. So in Philippians 2, now I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, uh, which is on the screen uh, as well. It says, don't be selfish. Ouch. Don't try to impress others. Okay, we'll stop there if we wanted to. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests. This is really hurting to read this. But take an interest in others too. I, I find this to be such a confronting scripture. When I'm, re- when, when I'm kind of confronted with my own selfishness. Uh, I remember uh, Todd and Kiri, is Kiri out with kids? I remember before you guys had kids, remember what you guys used to say? Because people would pester you all the time. When are you guys going to have kids? When are you guys going to have kids? And I remember that Kiri started saying, oh, we can't have kids. And, and people were like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. And then she'd say, we're too selfish. Like, oh, right. And, uh, you know, uh, I remember thinking that was a really funny joke at the time. Um, This is such a confronting scripture because it reminds me how much I make it about me. How much do you make relationships about you? How much do you make it about how you feel? Because if you're anything like me, you probably do that a lot. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about this lately. Is, uh, are people agreeing with me because you think that I make it all about me? Or, or are people agreeing with me because you do that as well? Good, good, excellent. Oh, see, see what I did there? I just made that little bit about me. Oh my gosh, it's inherent. Uh, I've been processing this a lot lately, right? And uh, I think a lot... I'm really, I'm really passionate about healthy, happy marriages, right? 
Uh, and so I think a lot about marriage and about God's intention for it. I think a lot about our marriage and how things are working and, and everything like that. Um, and this week, I've discovered something new that's not probably that new. Um, I, I've discovered that I really do make it too much about me and about how I'm feeling and about how I'm going in the relationship. And is my tank full? You know, and how does that affect me? Gosh, Rebecca, how does that affect me? Uh, sorry, babe, but I really have been making it a lot about me. Uh, but this is, this is kind of what we do, right? We kind of weigh things up based on how I feel about it. Rabbi Zacharias, uh, he wrote an article in this book called Telling the Truth, great book about evangelising postmoderns. And he said, how do we communicate the gospel to a generation that hears with its eyes and thinks with its feelings? This is the generation that we are living in right now. I am a product of this generation. And there's a good chance that you might be as well right? Communicating to a generation that hears with its eyes and thinks with its feelings. Uh, we, 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 and I do this, I have a tendency to think first with my feelings. How do I feel about that? I remember Pastor Keith years and years ago, he'd be like, Darren, you stop saying I feel, I feel, I feel. And I'm like, but that's who I am. I feel first and I think later. <laughs> the, the good thing is to know if you do that, because then you cannot take your feelings as truth or fact. And then you can actually learn to manage the decisions that you make in your life to be not just based around how you feel, right? So here's the problem I wanna really quickly unpack for us. And this is number one, is that we make it about me and my feelings. Uh, verse three says, uh, be humble thinking of others as better than yourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good call, Paul. That's a good call, man. Like humility does not mean that I devalue myself, right? God does not ask us to be humble so that we would think less of ourselves, right? I've been through this great journey of identity. I don't think that humility means that, 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 that journey of identity and understanding our, our significance and our acceptance and our love in, you know, from God. Our humility doesn't nullify that. Humility just means I take the focus off myself and start to value others around me as well. It means I'm elevating others. Humility is a reevaluation of the worth of the other people around me. Don't just think about you. Josie and I had a chat the other night. It was the night before she went back to school. It was Monday night because they had a pupil free day, as, as they do. And, and so it was, it was Monday night and she's crying in bed uh, about the next day. I guess just a bit anxious about going back to school. And, uh, and so I'm like, Josie, it's going to be great. You get to learn new things. You get to see all your friends. You know, your friends will be hanging out to see you. They were like really looking forward to it. And she's like, they probably won't. They're probably not. 
I'm like, yeah, but it's going to be so good. And you, you get to play and learn and, you know, it's going to be so. And, and then immediately I realized what I was doing. I was empowering a selfish attitude that made it all about her. And so I switched gears and I went, who said it was all about you anyway? <laughs> and she's like, she's, she stopped crying for a second. I looked up at me and I went, what about the people that you can love and hug yeah. and befriend? What about the other people who are feeling a bit anxious about going back to school and how you can help them? You know, God's got a, God's got a plan and a purpose for your life. It's not just about everyone else making you feel good. Anyway, so we had a, we had a chat. We had a chat. And her attitude picked up dramatically. Yeah. All of a sudden, so I've discovered this little mental hack. <laughs> right? Because I like to make it all about me. But if I can trick myself into making it about how I can serve someone else, all of a sudden, compassion is activated in me. All of a sudden, this heart that wants to help, that wants to serve, that wants to sacrifice, that wants to lift somebody else up, who wants to see how I can be of assistance, right? Now, my wife will, will be able to tell you that this hack is not working that well at this point in time. But a few times this week, I've been like thinking of my own self and then been like, hang on a minute. How can I help Beck? What can I do to help my kids? How do I serve somebody else? And it doesn't really matter at that point how I'm feeling because now I've flipped the switch and now my focus is not on me. My focus is on somebody else. And now it's like, oh, this little mental hack has like activated something. So the thing is, we weren't just created to find people to make us feel good. God didn't put you on this planet just to find a spouse and have kids and, you know, find your group, your family, your tribe, your friends, just to make you feel nice. That's a, that's a great byproduct. But the purpose of relationships is to express the character and the nature of God. It's not just to make you feel good. So if you're not feeling good, What's God saying? How can you employ that mental hack to serve and love the people around you instead? I, I love a good pity party. I've got to identify, I need to identify when I'm going to that space and just kind of flick that switch and be like, I don't know, hang on a minute. The whole point of existence is not to make me happier. It's how can I express God in this moment to these people? So if it's not just about me and my feelings, I'm running out of time here, but how do we make this shift? And I want to kind of finish with this, is that we need to submit to Christ and the Holy Spirit. Uh, See, we, we, we can't live above feelings. I can't live according to truth and I can't live to serve others unless I'm first submitted to Christ. Okay? Galatians 5, uh, the, the passage that you've, you've probably heard a hundred times, but the fruit of the Spirit, 
Verse 22 is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. (laughs) Wow. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I was standing at, in, in worship at Presence Conference and uh, Holy Spirit brought to my attention Acts 3 verse 19, which Peter stands up in front of this crowd and, and says, Repent and turn to God, every one of you, for the forgiveness of your sins and times of refreshing will come from the Lord. And I was like, Wow. Like this is a moment where I need to learn in my in a, in a moment of frustration or anger or pity party or whatever to actually turn to the Lord, to go to Him, to, to make this deliberate, intentional act of submitting to Christ and wanting to and following the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, it's kind of that simple, but it's very hard. Submit to Christ. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you, right? And then I need to just try and keep in step with the Holy Spirit. The word for keep there in the Greek means to hold to, to intentionally follow. So I need to hold to the step of the Spirit. I need to hold to where the Holy Spirit is going. Not just feel bad, about my situation, but to submit myself. And if you're anything like me, I'm gonna intentionally submit my feelings to Christ and make it a little less about me and more about Him until it's all about Him and all about Him. Whoever wrote that thing that says, follow your heart, what? What is that? Don't follow your heart. Your heart will betray you. Your feelings will take you off course. Feelings are real. They are given to you by God. But don't follow your heart. Follow the Holy Spirit. Right? Follow, follow truth. Follow the truth of the Word and the leading of the Holy Spirit and you're going to do fine. So feelings aren't meant to be our primary motivator when it comes to relationships. There's also this thing called truth and community and wisdom and character and love and all these ways that we express who God is. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.